3: And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
1: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK systems through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Greg Peterson
0: Experience on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: It is hour number three of the Greg Peterson Experience, right here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network, and a tremendous hour number three for you as. We've taken a look at a lot of what we're going to be getting in the NBA playoffs, and we dove into a little bit of baseball, what we've all been seeing this season in general, but haven't dove into a lot of the Sunday cards, so we're going to be doing a lot more of that here in the final hour, get you guys all set for what is going to be a magnificent Sunday of MLB baseball. For those of you guys who are out there on the East Coast, happy Sunday to you, and... Hey, for those of you guys who are fight fans, right now we've got a good one between Beldez and Shakur Stevenson. Right now we're in the third round and Beldez he's actually gotten in some relatively solid shots at DraftKings. Wound up going off as about a plus 475 underdog. So right now if you're taking a look at this live, it is currently off the board with regards to any sort of live betting. But I'll be keeping you guys informed as to how this one is going as well as this was actually one of the bigger fights in my opinion that we're seeing in quite some time. And I do think that there's a good chance that Valdez could be able to hold in this one. I have actually liked what I've seen from him thus far. So I'll be giving you guys some updates as this is going along, but how about if we wind up hitting the ball diamond right about now, take a look at what we're going to be getting on Sunday. And I did not think I'd be saying too much of this very often, but the Arizona Diamondbacks going to Sunday, winners of four of their last five. And they're looking to make it five out of six as we got 955, 956 on the betting board. Arizona Diamondbacks on the road, facing off against the St. Louis Cardinals. Jordan Nix is going to be going for the Cardinals, and Zach Davies on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. John's so game is 7.5, shaded a little bit more to the over in a lot of spots, and when it comes to Cardinals, find them in a lot of places, anywhere between about a minus 180 to a minus 190, and for the Diamondbacks, plus price here with them, anywhere between plus 155 and plus 165, and I bet the Arizona Diamondbacks actually quite a bit this season, as... Whenever you wind up having Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen out there, these guys give you a relatively solid shot. You wind up seeing the Diamondbacks get it done with them on the mound as they wind up shutting out the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Just a case in which we've actually seen quite a few overs that have wound up taking hold with regards to the St. Louis Cardinals at home this season. That certainly was not the case as they wound up getting shut out. And I do think that Nolan Arenado being on the fold is something that you do need to take note of for the St. Louis Cardinals has missed a few games for this team, and he's really been the engine that makes him run, a guy that has five home runs this season, hitting above three hundred. Now, Paul Goldschmidt has it up, but has been able to pick it up, but he and Tommy Edman, these are two guys that are hitting right around about uh, 290, 300-ish, and then everyone else in the starting lineup yesterday was hitting really at 250 or lower, so a little bit of an issue there for the St. Louis Cardinals and for the Arizona Diamondbacks. This is still a team that they're hitting below the Mendoza line of 200, you just take a look at what they wound up trotting out there on Saturday, and among guys that wound up having more than five at-bats, I think that you wound up having two guys hitting above a 240 for this team, but they actually do have a decent amount of power with this team. As Christian Walker, Dalton Varsho, they've both been able to give you between four and five home runs apiece. You've been able to have guys like David Peralta in the past do a solid job, and I do think that they're going to be able to pick it up just a little bit. It's been a case in which the Arizona Diamondbacks have been providing a lot of value if you. you've been taking a look at unders because... It's a team that I laid it out for you. Merrill Kelly, Zach Allen, both of these guys are relatively solid stars now. Bullpen can be a little bit more of a roll of the dice. Mark Melanson is currently on the injured list for this team. That is not necessarily what you want to be taking a look at right now. I mean, Ian Kennedy, you got to figure, is going to be their biggest closer as JB Wendell has currently been dealing with a little bit of an injury as well. Like they've been dealing with an injury to Luke Weaver as well, but that said, Starting pitching of the Arizona Diamondbacks right now is a sub 2-5 ERA and Zach Davies. I recognize the last two years have been cataclysmically bad for him, but you take a look at the way that he's come out this season, and he's given up three runs or fewer, and three out of his four starts, walks are an issue with him. Ten walks in 18 and a third innings, and that's really why his season last year was just so bad with the Chicago Cubs, right around four walks per nine innings. But someone who it feels like the command is starting to get back a little bit more with them. He's had a combined seven walks in the last three games. He's been going a little bit deeper in some of these contests. And also keep in mind, the teams that he's had to start against this year, Padres, Mets, Dodgers, and Nationals. So three very, very good teams. But I do think that Zach Davies, someone who a few years ago while he was with the Padres, had a sub-3 ERA last year with the Milwaukee Brewers, more around a 3-5 ERA. It's going to be able to pick it up. It's a San Luis Cardinals team that's having a little bit of a tough time being able to put back to ball. So, I didn't wind up making my line in this game more around a plus 152. So I'm going to be willing to take a plus price here with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I do think that with the Cardinals having to throw out there, essentially a bullpen game because Jordan Nix, he's a guy that has been actually the closer for the St. Louis Cardinals in past years. Someone who has won three innings or fewer in all four of his appearances this year. You can't think that he's going to be going much more than four innings in this game. That means that you've got to be Andy Kevin, the bullpen of the St. Louis Cardinals. And it's relatively sought. T.J. McFarland has been used in recent days, but Giovanni Gallegos is able to give you some good innings. Ryan Elsley has been solid. Genesis Cabrera is someone that was dealing with an injury a few days ago. He is not back in the fold for the scene, but I do think that this is a total that is a little bit too low. It is a little bit of a day getaway game, and typically when it comes to day getaway games, if you're always looking for wonky results in baseball, this is just it, and I do think that we've went a little bit too low, and I do think that there's going to be positive progression here for the Arizona offense. I do think that Davy's going to give up a little bit of contact himself. Not necessarily a great bullpen, but that said, you're essentially looking at an opener plus here for the St. Louis Cardinals, finding himself at north of a minus 160 favorite. That's just a little bit too much, in my opinion. I'm going to be willing to take a plus price here with Arizona, and I'm going to be taking a look at it over as well. How about if we wind up going to the biggest fade in Major League Baseball? That would be the Cincinnati Reds. Yes, we are on to Cincinnati, and... They're on to trying to avoid losing their 17th game in the last 18 as they wind up facing off against the Colorado Rockies, and the prices went down on the Cincinnati Reds. I have not been understanding any of the pricing in this series whatsoever. You may recall that Antonio Sensatello's start that we wound up seeing a couple of days ago against Hunter Green. The Rockies were right around minus 115 to minus 120 in that one. You wound up seeing this with the Cool versus... Connor Overton start. I mean, the Reds, they wound up opening up right around a plus 135. Actually, close more around a plus 125 at DraftKings. It makes no sense. And Revier St. Martin has seen a little bit of action on him as right now you're finding the Colorado Rockies right around about a minus 150 in a lot of spots. DraftKings currently has a minus 155 posted. And your take back on the Reds, second between plus 135 and plus 140 in. At some point, there's going to be a point in which you're going to be like, okay, the Reds have just lost so many games that they're going to have a little bit positive regression. Now is when there starts to be value. There's no value here with the Reds right now. They're throwing out there a guy in Revier San Martin who he just should not be pitching at the Major League level right now. And that's no disrespect to Revier San Martin, but it's more or less talking about just how incompetent this organization is with the Reds that they're having to try them out there now. Also, for the Cincinnati Reds, they have been dealing with a couple of injuries to guys like Luis Castillo and company, but it is abundantly clear that the Cincinnati Reds have no interest whatsoever in being able to win games this year. As our good friend, Revier San Martin, a 1091 ERA. Boy, when you wind up having an ERA north of nine, you know that it's not gone well. And for San Martin, he's given up five plus runs in three out of his four starts this season. I mean, it is ghastly bad with him. Seven walks in 15 and two-thirds innings, And someone that if they wound up allowing him to develop a little bit more in the minor leagues, gave him another year or two, he's a guy that I would actually be feeling a little bit more lukewarm on. Instead, I'm just feeling as cold as ice on him. Meanwhile, you do take a look at Kyle Freeland and throughout his career, he's always been relatively rock solid at Coors Field. Last year, he actually pitched a little bit better on the road than he did at home. But Kyle Freeland, I'll still go back to that 2018 season. If you were ever looking for a good first five inning pitcher at home it was kyle freeland this guy was absolutely tremendous and he's not necessarily a guy that's going to go out there get a bunch of punch outs 17 strikeouts in 19 innings this season is way above his career average of more around like seven ish he does a good job of being able to hold it down has been able to cut down on the walks in recent years six walks in 19 innings nothing great nothing terrible but what i do think that he's going to be able to do is sign me a bunch of red sitters that you've been able to get nothing out of them whatsoever Especially this outfield, RECD Sakino has been absolutely terrible. They've been having him out of the line the last few days. He has been a hot mess. Jake Fraley has been able to do nothing. Taylor Naquin has been able to do nothing. And you just go up and down the list. Joey Votto has been one of the biggest disappointments in baseball this year. He's had a massive drop-off with regards to his numbers. Mike Misakis, he's been dealing with injuries. And when he's been out there, he's been a hot mess. You just have had nobody... That's provide any sort of consistency whatsoever for this Reds And Meanwhile, with the Colorado Rockies, their home batting average as a collective is about a 280. Randall Gritch has been a good upgrade for the team along with Jose Iglesias. Both of these guys ain't north of a three hour CJ Cron, he's in the top five with the yards of home runs in the big leagues. You've got a bunch of guys that are mashing despite the fact that they wound up losing Trevor Story, who was always so good at Coors Field in the season. So I just take a look at the spot. They're so no trusting in the Cincinnati Reds. They're, they are a team that they wound up having their team ERA be .75 points higher than any other in the major leagues entering into this series. It hasn't gotten any better for them. Meanwhile, the team that was second-worst, the Poopy Pittsburgh Pirates, actually wound up pulling off a win on Saturday. So, congratulations to them. Just in case of which, fade the Reds until further notice there is going to be a point in which there's going to be value on them. That point is not now, but might be a little bit of value if you're tracking this game as... We're going to give you a little bit of update here on the Dodgers versus the Detroit Tigers. Tigers have met on first and second with one out, and Robbie Grossman is up at the plate, and Clayton Kershaw wanted up getting lifted after six innings. He did wind up getting seven strikeouts, so he was in chase of that strikeout milestone. He needed seven to get there. He gets approximately seven. Shock, shock, surprise, surprise there, and Bo Briski, who wanted being the starter for the Detroit Tigers, he went five. He winds up giving up just one run in the process. Looked looks like he might get... A little bit out of hand for him as he wound up giving up a lead-off home run. But ever since then, team has been able to hold down the fort. And if you're looking to bet on this life, live total is at a four and a half, and the over is at even money. So that shows you where things are at right now. And the Tigers they're finding themselves plus 155 in a tie game with men on first and second. So I'll keep you guys up to date on that. And coming up next, going to continue to take a look at what we're getting on the MLB betting board for Sunday. That's right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Vison the Sports Bank Network.
2: If you dare.
1: getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more right now you can save fifty dollars on select battery tool sets real steel Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
2: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? Seen Hoops Peterson himself on V the
0: Sports Betting Network.
4: Slow and steady win stacks of cash. Join the Old Forester Turtle Derby Challenge and compete for your chance of $5,000. Enter in the free to play pool and make your turtle derby predictions for a shot to be able to win some cash. Head over to slash Old Forester to get in on the action. Old forester never gets old. 21 years or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, drink responsibly. As it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on Beason, the sports Bank network. And all of a sudden, I'm very curious about this turtle derby because up until I'm out of reading exactly what we want up having on the screen, I had no idea what it is. But I'm just very intrigued by a bunch of turtles. Just going across for a big giant derby at a like some tortoise named Torty or something like that. Why do you, you know, being able to get there? I just want to see a whole bunch of like one mile per hour tortoises and then just one that surprisingly just sprints at the end. I don't know. I'm just now very, very amused by that. And I'm also taking a look at what we're getting in this fight as well as right now you've got the Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez fight. That last round did not go well for Valdez. And if you're looking to bet this live, Shakir Stevenson, minus 4,000 live at DraftKings. So you're not finding a lot of value there. You're finding a little bit more value with regards to the Detroit Tigers. So as this is a game that's currently one-to-one and actually make that two-to-one. The Detroit Tigers are now a minus 195 favorite as they have played it a run and they are looking for more as they've got men on... They've got men on second and third with two outs and Miguel Cabrera at the plate with a 3-0 count. So, the Detroit Tigers, who are the biggest underdog of the season here in Major League Baseball, close in some places, as high as $3. They're up in the seventh inning, so look out below. And if you're looking for a better price to be able to take on the LA Dodgers, well, this is probably as good of one as you're going to find. They're right now plus 155 against the Detroit Tigers. So, we're going to be keeping tabs on that and be I mean, going to taking a look at everything. And we've got for Major League Baseball on Sunday. Wound up running through a few games in the first segment. And how about if we wind up keeping it going? We wind up hitting on quite a few of the National League games in that first segment. How about if we wind up going out there into the American League game with 963-964? You've got yourself the Boston Red Sox on the road going up against the Baltimore Orioles. Jordan Lyles is going to be going for the Orioles. And you've got Nick Pavetta on the bump for the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox are finding themselves as good as a minus 143 favorite as high as a minus 152 and with the Orioles take back on them is anywhere between plus 130 and plus 140 total on this game and a lot of places is eight I'm seeing a straight eight and a half at DraftKings with that under at minus 115 most other places they've gotten eight but having to lay anywhere between minus 120 and minus 125 to wind up going over and I set my total a little bit north of nine I do think that books are starting to adjust maybe a little bit too much for these unders because I take a look at it and Yeah, the unders have been very, very solid, but I do think that we're going to see a little bit of positive progression, and who knows? Maybe the MLB will wind up changing back the ball without anyone knowing, because that's what Major League Baseball winds up doing in some of those spots. That's a discussion for another day, though, but you do take a look at Nick Pavetta, and what I do like about him for the Boston Red Sox is that you take a look at what he was able to do on the road versus at home last season. At home, he wound up having an ERA that was north of five, and on the road, a 375, and... We've really seen it with him. Ever since he wound up getting to Boston, his home runs per nine rate is more than double at home than on the road. Typically, you find guys wind up thriving a little bit more when they are at home. Not the case for him. Fenway Park, not necessarily set up for him to have success. And Jordan Lyles, he wound up leading the major leagues in home runs. Surrendered last year with 38 of them and not going too much better this season. As he's made four starts, he's given up four bombs. He has not necessarily been that great. And it is a Orioles bullpen that, to this point, has not been bad. I mean, it really has been very solid to take a look at guys like C.N.L. Perez. Yeah, we'll give you solid innings, Felix Bautista. But once again, you're relying upon guys like C.N.L. Perez, Felix Bautista, Joey Creeble to continue to pitch over their heads. And there's only a certain amount of time before this winds up just hitting the fan on you. So that's not necessarily too terrific. And take a look at the Orioles. And they did wind up having to dive into their bullpen quite a bit on Saturdays. Spencer Watkins only wound up allowing four and two-thirds innings, so they had to use six different bullpen pieces. Now, I wound up having this thrown out to me on social media as well. When do you wind up considering a guy that wound up throwing the previous day out of the fold, and it really is situation by situation. Typically for me, that magic number is about 15-ish, but there are some guys in which they just never come back the next day. For the Baltimore Orioles, someone like a Felix Bautista who only wound up throwing nine pitches, still in date. who wound up throwing five. These guys are very much going to be in a little bit of higher demand, and a lot of these guys, they're probably going to be forced to wind up coming back in this game, because I just don't think that you're going to be able to get a, whole heck of a lot out of Jordan Lyles. And When it comes to Boston Red Sox, I do think that this is a lineup that it is going to get going a little bit. They stranded 10 men on base on Saturday, and you still have Xander Bogarts, who's sitting at 375 for this team. Rafael Devers, last year, he had 38 home runs. This year, he's got a trio of bombs, he's been able to hit right around 295, and it just can't think that these guys are going to continue to be as bad as they have been the final five hitters in the lineup for the Boston Red Sox with the starting lineup that we wound up seeing on Saturday all hitting a buck 93 or lower and for the Baltimore Orioles this has been quite frankly the worst offense out there in baseball but the pitching has been able to buoy them and has been able to keep them aboard as you take a look at the Baltimore Orioles among the guys that wound up getting in at bat so you wind up having 11 guys in total wind up getting at least one at bat one guy was hitting above a 247. and that'd be our good friend, Austin the Says' kid, because I mean, you've got so many of these guys. Ryan, you've got guys like Rudet Odor, Ryan McKenna. You're able to throw in there, Ramon Urias. The list goes on and on. Robinson Torinos, Anthony Benboom, Chris Owings, Calvin Gutierrez. You're not going to be able to get a lot out of those guys, but Austin Ace has been solid. Cedric Mullins was one of the best hitters in all baseball last year. Ryan Mountcastle and 25-plus home runs. I do think that there's going to be a little bit of positive regression here. So I'm taking a look at it over and with the Boston Red Sox. For me, it becomes a matter of do you want to lay the money line or the run line? Because I did wind mind saying the Red Sox run line more on a minus 110 and their money line closer to a minus 170. I'm seeing an edge on both with the Red Sox run line being in a lot of places, right around a plus 110 and the money line being more around a minus 145. I tell you right now, if this continues to get pile dri- driven down, more around like a minus 145, a minus 140. With the way that things have been going in Major League Baseball, I'm going to personally wind up taking a money line, play it a little bit safer. I don't like to take a run and half in a lot of spots just because when you wind up taking a run and half, typically you're laying a bunch of juice. Like, let's just throw out there a game in which we wind up having the home team being a favorite. For example, the Blue Jays versus the Astros, which I'll hit this game next. Right now, with the Blue Jays versus the Astros, Right now, in a lot of spots, the Blue Jays are finding themselves as a minus 145 favorite with regards to the market because low number is minus 138. High market is DraftKings at minus 155. But if you're looking to get a run and a half with the underdog of the Astros, you'd have to lay in a lot of places a minus 170. That is just not something that's going to be profitable for you. And when it comes to Major League Baseball betting, you don't want to be taking a look at sheer wins and losses. You want to be taking a look at the actual amount of units won because being able to win a bet at minus 170 it's a little bit different than winning a bet at plus 170 and when you wind up taking those losses at minus 170 those are really going to nip you in the tokus i can tell you that right now but with that said you do take a look at this Astros versus blue jays game total on it is a seven and a half and once again when did you think that you would see a kevin gosman versus Framber Valdez game involving the Astros offense and the blue jays offense have a total of seven and a half it's very wild to take a look at, and I think that the books have went a little bit too low on these totals. I did wind up saying a little bit north of eight from Bravaldas since the beginning of last season. He's given up a little bit over four walks per nine innings, and to the credit of Kevin Gosman in four starts, he's given up zero walks and zero home runs. I mean, that is just an absolutely magnificent stretch. It's almost Corbin Burns-esque as to what we wind up seeing last season, but he is still giving up a little bit of contact, and if you want to go back to what we wind up seeing post-All-Star break in 2021, since that time span, Kevin Gosman does wind up having right around a 3-5-ish ERA, so that does have to concern you a little bit. Neither of these bullpens are necessarily locked down. Ryan Presley is currently out of the fold for the Houston Astros, and then you've been relying upon guys like Pedro Baez, who's been a little bit banged up. You've been having to look to some of these lesser trustworthy guys like Ryan Sanick and then for the Blue Jays, Adam Simber has been able to do a relatively okay job for you, but Taylor Saucedo is someone that you're not able to really have a whole lot of faith in, you want to seeing Trevor Richards just get completely destroyed 48 hours ago as well. And when it comes to the Astros, you just have to have that feeling that this is a lineup that is going to be able to figure it out. We've got so many guys that are struggling right now. Jordan Alvarez has been able to bust out of it. He was able to get a home run yesterday. He's now hitting right around 275 in Jose Altuve. He's not going to be coming out of the locker room in this one. He is someone that is currently on the injured list. But when you take a look at all these guys are hitting right around like a 215 a 220 really Chaz mccormick is the only guy out there in the outfield that's been able to get it going you got to feel like there's going to be a little bit of upward momentum and for the toronto blue jays bobachette has not been able to do much of anything it's been all about flagger junior and to a little bit of a lesser extent lord escurio being able to get on base i do think that you've got some solid value here with the astros think north of a plus 130 will to take a shot there as i do think that their offense is going to be a bust out and i'm going to be taking a look at and over as well we've hit some nationally games we've had some america play games how about if we wind up starting out with an interleague series next that has a very low total? That's coming up right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network.
2: You're
0: experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: And we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. And We've got an event that's going on out here in Las Vegas right now. The NFL draft is done, and obviously we don't have any NFL football as of right now. But with that said, we've got the Shakir Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez fight going on right now. It's round 10 out of 12. If you're looking to bet on this live, Stevenson a minus 5,000 favorite at DraftKings. So obviously this is not necessarily your value bet where you're looking to take a shot on the underdog. But I will say... Valdez has landed some really good punches here in the last two rounds, so he's going to need to go for a knockout because that is the only way that he's going to win this sucker, but you know what? Give him some credit. He's been coming out after he wound up getting down in the early rounds. He's been able to show a little bit of fight, so if nothing else, Mr. Valdez, he deserves a lot of credit for the way that he's been fighting in these last two rounds, and it's actually been a relatively entertaining fight, so anyone who's watching this right now, hopefully you're you're enjoying it because I feel like they're, you're getting your money's worth in. If you want to betting on the Detroit Tigers, right now you're certainly getting your money's worth, and you're in a good chance you're in a good spot to be able to cash right now as the Detroit Tigers wind up putting up a three spot in the seventh inning. We're in the bottom of the seventh right now, man on first, and right now it is the Detroit Tigers. We're in the lead by a count of four to one. And if you're looking to bet live, you're able to find the LA Dodgers at a plus three eighty-five. One of just getting frozen off the board, as it looks like. We did wind up having a little bit of a out here by Chris Taylor, but right now Detroit Tigers up by a count of four to one and doing it by a small ball, three of nine with men in scoring position as Avi Bias awesome medals, pair of RBI for the Detroit Tigers, who closed in a lot of places right around three dollars, making them the biggest underdog of the MLB season. So fitting that, of course, right now they are leading by a count of four to one. So we're gonna be keeping you guys abreast of what is going on there and Looks like if you're looking at the Stevenson fight, one am getting a little bit of something that it looks like they're trying to get taken care of underneath one of his eyes. So that's very interesting as well, as so that was actually a very good round for Valdez. I'll be keeping you guys up to date on that, and let's take a look at what we've got with regards to the MLB Sunday card. As we've run through a little bit of National League games, we've run through a few American League games, but we've got three interleague games as well, and one of them I think is... A game which should have one of the lowest totals on the board. 975, 976 on the betting board. It's already low total, but I think it should be lower between the Miami Marlins and the Seattle Mariners. You've got Logan Gilbert who's on the mound or the M's and well, actually both teams are the M's. The Marlins, Sandy Alcantara, the Mariners. Logan Gilbert total is seven. It's just a little bit to the under in a lot of spots. And with the Miami Marlins, you're going to be finding them in between a minus 110 to a minus 120. And I set my total at a 6.3. This is the lowest total that I set on a game all season long. And it's for a wide variety of reasons because you got a Miami Marlins team that they've been doing a very solid job with their bullpen pitching and they just flat out play out there in a pitcher-friendly ballpark. You take a look at Miami among ballpark dimensions. It's one of the top five for pitchers to be able to have success. And then on top of that, you've got Sandy Alcantara. Someone who last year wound up having an ERA that wound up hovering right around 241 at home. And it wound up going up to a 401 on the road. Meanwhile, Logan Gilbert, he pretty much thought his career has had equal home and road splits. And to take a look at what Logan Gilbert has been able to do, guy's made four starts and he's given up one earned run. It's been absolutely ridiculous what we've seen out of Logan Gilbert. A 040 ERA, and the Seattle Mariners are a little bit ampered right now as Mitch Haniger he wanted coming off the injured list on Friday, or I should say the COVID. IL on Friday because he was dealing with a little bit of that. I think that there was a little bit of an ancillary injury as well. Now he's back on the 10 day injured list. So that's not necessarily what you want to see there. He's a good guy. So you don't want to see anything bad wind up happening there. But also take a look at the Miami Marlins. And this has been a average offense. I think is the best way of putting it. It's been a team that they've been able to generate a few home runs to their credit. You've got Jazz Chisholm along with Asus Along with Ace Sanchez. These two guys, they've been able to do a solid job combining for seven home runs this season. But take a look at the Miami Marlins. Their team that they've been able to do a solid job will be able to draw a couple of walks. You don't necessarily have a lot of firepower when it comes to this team and got a couple struggling bets. Miguel you Roas, you're able to throw in there. Or Ace Hilaire and avicio Garcia. All these guys are in at 200 or lower. But with the Seattle Mariners not having out there Mitch Haniger—that that is a little bit of an issue. Now, goodness is, Louis Torrance, who really came up big for the team. Towards back half last season. He's back in the fold. He wound up missing a little bit of time this year on J.P. Crawford as they went a 360 for this team. But both of these bullpens, Rock Salt, Anthony Bass, Anthony Bender, they're able to take you hook line and sinker. They're able to do a solid job for this Miami Merlins team. You wind up having a pair of guys in Tanner Scott, Cole Solzer come over from the Orioles. I think the only two trustworthy Orioles relievers that you wind up having a season ago. And then for the Seattle Mariners, Your second rider has been good for the team. You've now got Paul Seawald, who he did wind up getting used up on Saturday. He's back in the fold for the team as well. Diego Castillo always has you holding your breath just a little bit when he winds up coming into the game, but not a lot of rock solid believers for a Seattle Mariners team that ever since beginning of the 2021 season, they've got the best record in the major leagues in one run games, and then you do take a look at this Seattle Mariners team, and. I do think that Logan Gilbert is one of the good up-and-coming just pitchers in general major league baseball. I needed a little bit of a plus price to be able to take a shot here on the Seattle Mariners. I set the Miami Marlins because they are at home at a very, very slight minus 104 favorite spot. In some spots, we're finding the Miami Marlins up to about a plus 108. So anything of a plus one oh five or more. And we are seeing that at quite a few books. Gonna be willing to take a shot here on the Seattle Mariners. And like I said. With regards to my totals, this is the lowest one that I set all season long. I think that this seven should actually be a little bit lower. So I'm looking under, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Seattle Mariners. And then we've right now got this game going on right now, and if you're looking to bounce back with the Dodgers, if they don't wind up coming back, this is going to be your opportunity. 979, 980 on the banging board. The LA Dodgers going to be playing us the Detroit Tigers. Again, this is a game for Sunday, not the game that we've got going on right now, just to avoid any confusion, but with the Dodgers, You've got them anywhere between a minus 240 and a minus 265 favorite. Meanwhile, if you're digging to look at the Tigers, going to be finding them anywhere between plus 215 and plus 225, and plus 225 is pretty much the buy point that you wind up having on the Detroit Tigers. But if you're looking to reduce the juice, like I am right now, you're finding this run line of the LA Dodgers anywhere between about a minus 110 to a minus 115. I would rather have the LA Dodgers at right around a minus 115 run line rather than taking a shot on the Tigers at a plus 225, especially if this result winds folding. He has tried to take two straight in LA. That is really pulling teeth right there. And With Eduardo Rodriguez, it's been a case in which I thought that there was going to be positive regression with him. Last year, he wound up having an ERA that was hovering right around a 4-6, but his fielding independent was more around a 3-3. Given up at least three runs in every single start this year. It's been a little bit of a calamity. And with the Detroit Tigers, they are using up quite a bit their bullpen right now. Joey Jimenez wound up just getting used up for 20-plus pitches. Jacob Barnes wound up having to throw an inning. You've got right now got Michael Former out there as well. And for the Dodgers, they got a little bit more length. Other Clayton Kershaw just flat out. This is a Dodgers bullpen. That is one of the best out there in the big leagues. You've got Craig Kimbrell. Is just absolutely incredible. Bruce Arter Griderall is right now pitching for the Dodgers, so you got to figure that he's going to be unavailable for Sunday. But with that said, you still have someone like an Evan Phillips that you're able to rely upon whenever he's out there. You want to pitch in 13 pitches, he can conceivably come back on Sunday as well. And then you've got other guys that are able to come in, like a Phil Bickford, who does a nice job of being able to hold down the fort. Now, you are dealing with an injury to Blake Tryon, but also with the Detroit Tigers, a little bit of an issue for this team a lack of power, even with the lead that they've currently got in this game against the Dodgers. It is currently 4-1 to as I update this in the bottom of the 7th inning. Spencer Torkelson has three home runs and that right now leads the team. The only other guy with multiple home runs that has seen it at bat tonight here for the Detroit Tigers. That'd be Avi Bias. And Bias has been able to do a great job of being to reach base. He, Austin Meadows along with Dustin Garneau all have batting averages of a 300 or greater, but with the LA Dodgers, this team we're going to call it what it is. They are the Death Star. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, the Turners, and Justin Turner, Trey Turner. You've got Chris Taylor. All these guys, when it's all said and done, they're going to have for at least a 250. They're going to have for at least 20 home runs. And that is just the firepower that you've got. Gavin Lux, one of the lesser guys for this team, has a 350 on base. It is absolutely ridiculous what he's able to provide. So with that said, it's a case in which when you wind up having a situation like I do, where you see a... Very slight advantage with regards to the money line on one side versus the other, but you've also got yourself a situation which you wind up finding a little bit of value with the run line. It is a lot of a go by feel situation. Even if I wind up finding maybe a little bit more with regards to the money line than the run line, I still might wind up going run line and vice versa, just because there are certain situations in which it's like, man, I've got a little bit more of an advantage here by like five or 10 cents, but I want to play it safe you can wind up going in one of those avenues and my opinion playing it safe is just banking on the dodgers being able to bounce back a little bit more because right now it is a case in which the tigers wind up getting out of the seventh inning they're currently up by a count of four to one and i don't think that the dodgers wind up losing twice to the detroit tigers and plus you've got walker beeler out there on the mound who since the beginning of last season one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball so i'm going to be taking a look at a run line they might have saying my total at an eight as well. So I'll be looking at it and over as well. Coming up in the final segment, going to give you guys my DK nation pick for the MLB on Sunday and take a look at everything else I like on the board. That's coming up on the Greg Peterson experience right here on v The Esports Bank Network.
2: You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on v the
0: sports betting network.
4: The V-CIN spring special is here and now you get everything that we do over here at v through July 31st. For just 59 dollars we've got a lot going on over here at beeson.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it including Adam Burke's daily best bet emails john von tobel will be having his best bets all the way through the nba finals andy mcneil will be breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the stanley cup playoff plus we've got lots of nfl preseason coverage as well not to mention the premium articles that we've got on some of the Sports like golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, the Kentucky Derby, and we got a betting guide that's coming up for the Kentucky Derby as well. If you want the full and experience, which includes daily best bet emails, every edition point spread weekly, including use of betting tools and live video streaming whenever you want, the cost is just $59 through July 31st. Sign up now, slash spring, as it is the final segment right here of the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the Sports betting Network. And It is official. Shakir Stevens. he does wind up being able to secure the title. He is able to get the job done, retaining his belt. So we wind up having Mr. Shakir being able to get the job done. Valdez, I'll give him a lot of credit. He wound up fighting very, very hard. He was scrapping and clawing, but in the end, just could not wind up getting it done as Shakir Stevenson winds up being able to retain all of his belts. So he is the winner in that fight. So if you want to blame the juice, you were able to get there, and right now, we've got one other game that is going down live as well. This is in the eighth inning as the Detroit Tigers, they wind up lengthening their lead against the LA Dodgers, and now is a case in which Total might be coming into play a little bit more. This is one in which they wound up closing in a lot of spots at 7.5. Right now, it is five to 5-1, top of the eighth inning, man on second with one out as the Detroit Tigers. Last two innings, they've been able to put up. A grand total of four runs. They wound up putting up three in the seventh, one in the eighth. And if you're looking at the Detroit Tigers right now, you took them pregame, you were able to get them right around plus $3. And right now, they are 2000 on the live money line. If you think that the uh, Dodgers are going to be able to come back, plus 900 there. So a pretty insane run that we've been seeing there. And it is pretty insane what we're getting in Major League Baseball right now as. of games thus far this season have wound up going under the total line. It's going to be interesting to see what we wind up getting on Sunday. For the DK Nation pick that I'm going to be going with Sunday, we're going to be going with a side rather than a total, as we've been seeing a lot of unders, but I don't know if this is going to be an under game. As we go 969, 970 on the betting board, Chicago White Sox going to be playing us to the LA Angels with Michael Lorenzen going for the Angels and Dallas Keuchel on the bump for the White Sox. And with the White Sox, they are finding themselves Right around even money in a lot of spots. Finding them as bad as a minus 110. I'm seeing as good as a plus 102 out there on them. And then with the Angels. A lot of places have them anywhere between a minus 110 to a minus 112. And total on this game is eight and a half. Dallas Keuchel is a guy that I just cannot wind up packing right now. He has made three starts. And in those three starts, he's won a grand total of 10 innings. He has given up 10 earned runs and 10 under runs. That's 20 in total that have been put up against him. And three starts, that is just absolutely terrible. And got an Angels team that they've actually looked relatively solid. They're going up against a White Sox team that has been struggling recently. White Sox losers of now six out of their last eight games. Meanwhile, the Angels, they've been able to win six out of their last seven. They did wind up falling on Saturday, getting shut out in the process, but it is an Angels team that, even with that, despite the fact that you wind up having that shutout on Saturday. How these guys have been able to step up. The big question that I had with the Angels coming into the season, what were you going to be able to get out of guys not named Trout and Otani? And thus far, guys have been able to respond. Brandon Marsh is hitting nearly a 300. Joe Adela has a trio of home runs. He's been hitting right around a 260. And then from there, you've even got someone like a Taylor Ward who wound up having three home runs in that Cleveland Guardian series. And for the White Sox, these guys have just not been able to step up to the plate. I and mean, we're just going to call it what it is. Jose Abreu, he's off to a relatively slow start to the year. Jake Berger has been one of your best hitters thus far for the White Sox, and that's a little bit of an issue. Andrew Vaughn has been able to do a relatively solid job for the team, but they're a team that's right now fighting through injuries. Eloy Jimenez has found himself on the 10-day injury list. Vaughn, who I just mentioned, there's a chance that he might not wind up being able to play in this game as well. Yoram Mankata has been out of the fold for quite a while as well. Tim Anderson was the only guy in the starting lineup on Saturday that wound up leaving the game with a batting average above a 250. So that shows you where they're at. And for the Angels, even though they did wind up having to use a pseudo bullpen game on Saturday, it is a, or on Friday, I should say, because Noah Thor syndergaard he wanted getting scratched from that start. he would able to do a solid job, and you wind up having Jaime Barilla wind up eating a bunch of innings. That's a long reliever today, so that means that Rossio Iglesias, Ryan Tapera, your main two trustworthy bullpen pieces for the Angels, they're going to be coming off of a day of rest, so that is going to be able to help them out as well. I do take a look at this spot and just... There's no trusting in Dallas Keuchel, especially when you wind up losing using Kendall Grayman and Liam Hendricks for north of 20 pitches on Saturday. That really puts this White Sox team a little bit behind the eight ball. So I do take a look at this spot, and I do think that there's good value on the Angels. We'll be rolling to lay up to about a minus 128, minus 130-ish here with the Angels currently finding it pretty much as bad as a minus 112. So I do think that you've got some solid value there, and a my total closer to a 9.5 as well. Michael Lorenzen is someone that's doing for a little bit of regression his era this year hovering right around 2.9 he's got a fielding independent of a 4.6 so that's a little bit of an issue his walks per nine rate it is right around a four-ish but has been able to do a nice job being able to get a little bit of softer contact so he's been able to do a nice job there and an angels bullpen that still isn't necessarily too great has been showing some signs of improvement as well so i'm going to be taking a look at it and over and with regards to the dk nation pick i'm going to be taking a look at the la angels for those of you guys that are still looking at this Tigers versus Dodgers game, we're still sitting at five to one there. So that'll probably be the last update that we were able to get in before we wind up signing off here. But with that said, how about if we wind up giving you another game before we wind up signing off as well? And this is the Cleveland Guardians and the Oakland A's game. This is 973 and 974 on the banging board. Tristan McKenzie going for the in, for the Guardians, I should say. I very nearly called them the Indians. I think that many of us have made that mistake quite a bit this season. And James Caprillion is going to be going for the Oakland A's. The Guardians are finding themselves in between a minus 119 and minus 125 favorite. Meanwhile, with the Oakland A's, you're finding them anywhere between a plus 105 and a plus 110. With a total of seven and a half, which opened up at a seven and at a seven a half, I'm willing to take a look at an under. I wound up setting my total at a seven point one. So at the seven, I thought that there was a little bit of value on the over, but now that we've gotten to a seven a half, it's going to be a take on the under. And when it comes to the Cleveland Guardians, I did wind up setting them as a slight minus 106 favorite. So Now that we've seen the money really start to come in on them, they opened up right around minus 115. Now they're north of minus 120. I do think that you're getting some solid value here on the Oakland A's with Caprillion. Last year, he did much better at home than he did on the road. Now, you do have to recognize that with this being Caprillion's first start of the season, probably going to be a little bit truncated for him. Probably going to be a case in which he only winds up giving you more like three to four innings, so you have to take a look at a little bit more of the bullpen because that's the way the things have been going in general in this one but with that said I do think that this is going to be a very solid case in which you are going to get the Oakland A's to do a solid job out there in the bullpen AJ Puck is someone that's able to give you multiple innings you do have to like what you've been able to see out of someone like a Danny Jimenez as well and then for the Cleveland Guardians it has been a case in which the bullpen has been able to do a solid job for them as well Brian Shaw has come in he's been able to give you some good innings to say one of the best closers out there in the big leagues and for Tristan McKenzie big thing with him is walks you may recall he actually got sent down to the minor leagues last season because he was giving up right around seven walks for nine innings wanted coming back up to the big leagues look solid this far this season through three starts he has given up seven walks a little bit of an issue there and for the oakland A's, they are a team that they've been dealing with some injuries but now they've got chad pinder back in the fold pinder wound up having a lead off home run a few days ago that was very solid for an oakland A's team that I'm going to call it what it is. Offense has been a little bit of a hot mess. They've scored two runs or fewer in eight out of their last 10 games. Yet, they're just five and six in this run. The big reason why is because you've just seen so many of these guys, whether it be starting pitchers or relief guys, wind up being able to come in and hold down the fort for this team. And now you've got this Oakland A's team being a little bit more healthy. Tony Kemp has done a nice job of being a reach base for this team. You haven't been able to say that about a lot of these guys. And for the Cleveland Guardians, you wind up seeing their offense just get out there get a really nice start to the year but now they're regressing to a little bit more of what we expected this is a guardians team that they have scored four runs or fewer in now seven other last 10 games you take a look at the bottom lineup, and it is a little bit of hot mess oscar Mercado, austin edges ernie clement all these guys are in below the Mendoza line of 200 now stephen kwan he has returned to the lineup and in his first game back wound up being able to give the team multiple hits and i think each out of his last two games has given the team multiple hits, so that has been solid miles straw is one of the best base stealers out there in the big leagues. And Jose Ramirez, he has been very good with regards to being able to supply the boom over 20 RBI, five home runs this season. But Sheldon Noisy has been able above a 3 for the Oakland A's as well. I do think that a lot of these guys for the A's have been just getting a little bit unlucky in general. You take a look at the advanced analytics on someone like an Elvis Andrews is off to a little bit of a rough start to the year. His actual batting average before his versus his expected batting average is having one of the biggest disparities of guys in major league baseball among qualifying players so i do think that there's going to be a little bit positive progression there and i do think that caprillion going to give you a relatively solid start so looking at the seven and a half under and looking at the oakland a's and something else that we're looking at is Vsin the nfl draft is now done so we're going to be talking about the ramifications of that on the futures board and so much more right here on the sports bank network decent
3: Zumo Play.